Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Avery After Dark, and I am your host, Avery Ross. Happy Halloween, spookies. I hope you have fun plans. I know for me, I'm going to have a little scary movie marathon, hand out candy to trick-or-treaters, and who am I kidding? I'll probably spend a lot of the night working on more stories for you all. Today's episode is one I'm really excited for. We are talking about everything supernatural. Ghosts angels, spirit guides, orbs, poltergeists, residual energy, demonic activity, and everything in between. For a Halloween episode, I thought about it for a while, what we should cover, and I kept coming back to one topic, and that is of ghosts, spirits, everything that goes bump in the night. Because there are really so many different types of hauntings, types of supernatural experiences that you can have. One size ain't fitting all in the paranormal realm, and that's proven over and over again, even in our daily lives. Maybe one day you feel you've been visited by a loved one, and it's a pleasant, touching experience, one that you probably would love to have again. But months later, you may be on a tour of a haunted home and encounter a presence that isn't so nice, a darker, draining type of energy, and you think to yourself... This can't be the same kind of presence and entity as your loved one, and it's not. Paranormal activity is really a spectrum, and this episode we're going to break down all the different categories. A complete supernatural breakdown, if you will. And I'm also really excited to bring in some real-life examples of these kinds of hauntings, as well as some stories that you have submitted to Avery After Dark about your own paranormal experiences. I gotta say, some of y'all's stories are really touching, and some are downright terrifying. And don't forget, if you want more, check out my YouTube series, Tell Me a Scary Story. Three short scary stories that'll leave you with goosebumps. I'm linking that below, so go subscribe. And if you're digging this podcast, give it a good review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. And if you want all these episodes ad-free, join the Avery After Dark Patreon. Linking that also in the show notes. I appreciate you all so much. All right, are you ready? Let's get into it. We're starting with the most common type of haunting. One that I have covered quite frequently on Avery After Dark. And that is the intelligent, interactive personality ghost. These kinds of hauntings are quite common. The ghost will usually appear in a form similar to the one they had when they were alive. These ghosts can become visible, they can speak or make noises, touch you, or even emit an odor, like a perfume or cigar smoke, to let you know that they are there. Experts say that this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and can also feel emotions. They can also commonly be a deceased loved one, someone that you know. And often they are visiting you to comfort you or let you know something important. 
So if you happen to see a lost loved one, chances are they are there because they feel that you want or need to see them. These ghosts can be friendly or not. Some reasons that this spirit may be tied to a site or to a person could be due to unfinished business, the spirit may have died suddenly and not realize that he or she is dead. Another reason a spirit may still be here, earthbound, is that they can't rest due to an injustice done to them. But probably the most common reason that a ghost or spirit is still here is a living loved one is so emotionally distraught that they can't let go, or the spirit is so emotionally connected to their loved one still, they feel they can't or don't want to move on. When someone passes on, where does the love go? The answer is it's still there. Like I mentioned, if you are seeing, sensing, or feeling a loved one's presence, it's because they feel that you want them there. These kinds of spirits have also been known to manipulate electronics and even make phone calls. That's right, there have been thousands of stories of people receiving calls from a family member, except that family member has already passed on. And that brings us to today's first supernatural encounter that was sent in by Dana. Her story is a really great example of the intelligent and interactive type of supernatural experience that we've been talking about. Dana and her family experienced something from beyond that she says turned her into a believer. Dana writes, This story is one that made me believe in ghosts. About 10 years ago, my grandma was in the hospital for heart surgery and complications, and she was there for a while. Out of all of her siblings, my mom was the one in charge of handling all the information and dealing with the doctors for my grandmother. During this time, she had two contacts and her phone from the hospital. One was the front desk in which they would call with any information, and one for my grandma's room, which the doctors did not and would not call from. This was the patient's phone. Sadly, my grandma passed after a while in the hospital. A week after she did, my mom had already dealt with everything she needed to regarding the hospital. It was all said and done. Out of the blue, one day she got a phone call from the patient phone that was in my grandma's room. She picked it up and silence on the other end. My mom called the front desk to ask if they needed anything and told them that she got that call. They were very confused because, again, everything was said and done, therefore there was no need for communication. They also told her that nobody was staying in that room. It was completely empty. She got another call from the same room the next day. Again, no one on the other end. Just silence. Nothing came of the situation afterward, but I genuinely believe it was my grandma trying to communicate. Thank you, Dana, for writing in, and I agree with you. That story really gives me goosebumps in a good way. I am really sorry for the loss of your grandma, but it's pretty beautiful to me that she reached out not only once, but twice. That's really special and shows that your love continued on from life to beyond, and how amazing is that? Another really great example of an intelligent haunting is Sam McCauley, a legendary spirit at the Banff Springs Hotel. Sam was an old Scotsman who was the head bellman in the 1960s and 70s there. He died in 1975, but it seems that he never left. Supposedly, Sam is a very helpful spirit, and throughout the years, stories have emerged from guests saying that a nice bellman helped them up to their rooms, only for them to get there, turn around, and he's gone. Sam's spirit is really one of the most interactive that I have ever heard of. He is known for having full-blown conversations with guests, so much so that they don't know that he's a ghost. 
One incident involved two older women calling the bell desk for assistance after they found their key to the room didn't work. The regular bellman at the time was busy with other duties and didn't respond for 15 minutes. But by the time he did arrive to their door, it was unlocked. He asked the women, Hey, how'd you get into your room? And one of them said, Oh, the older bellman in a plaid jacket helped us in. The description that they gave of that older bellman matched Sam exactly. Similar to Dana's story, that spirit is interactive, and guests from all over the world have stayed at that hotel and have reported seeing, speaking, and most importantly, being helped by him. When I read about Sam the Bellman, I wonder why his spirit is tied to the hotel still. Is it out of a sense of duty? Does he feel like he still has responsibilities to fulfill there? It really makes you wonder. The next type of haunting that we're talking about is residual haunting activity. Have you ever been to a place, an area that just feels heavy? A presence, an energy that you just can't place but you know that you feel it. It's likely that the area feels that way because of a residual haunting. This can occur when something really traumatic or stressful occurs, such as a murder, a suicide, a rape. When a traumatic event like this happens... Negative energy is literally blasted into the atmosphere, causing the atmosphere to imprint and record the event like a movie. It will play the event over and over and over. Sadly, entities that are involved in these kinds of hauntings are often unaware of where they are. They don't know why they are there or what happened. One of the biggest differences between residual hauntings and an intelligent haunting is oftentimes these spirits in a residual haunting won't interact with you. They're just there, on this loop. A prime example of this would be a home like the Velisca Axe Murder House. In small-town Iowa, on the morning of June 10, 1912, Mary Peckham noticed that her neighbors hadn't been out. They hadn't been tending to their usual chores in the yard, which was normal for them, and their house was unusually quiet. Peckham went over to check on the family and found that the Moore family of six plus two overnight guests were all dead in their beds, having been brutally murdered by an axe. While theories about what happened have circulated for years, the truth remains a mystery and no one was ever convicted of this crime. The home is now open to visitors, including an option to stay overnight, and many have reported hearing mysterious children's voices, door slamming, and unexplained shadows. So that residual negative energy from that horrific event is still playing like a record in the home. So we've talked about negative events, but these kinds of hauntings can also be positive because when there's an event of love, happiness, fun, joy, that gets plastered and shot into the atmosphere as well. So do you ever hear stories where people have reported hearing sounds of a big party, glasses clinking, music, laughter, But when they will enter the room these sounds are coming from, it's completely empty. That is also a residual haunting. A really great example of this is the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina. I covered it in a story earlier this year, and the room in question is the banquet hall. This is the biggest room at the estate. And I'm talking 70-foot high ceilings, massive triple fireplace and a spot in the home that was well-known for hosting big gatherings and events. What's really interesting is that security guards and watchmen alike at the Biltmore Estate say that out of the blue, they will hear a full-blown party coming from in there. 
champagne glasses clinking, laughter, dancing, like a huge party is going on at midnight. When they will make their way into the hall, see where the noise is coming from, they'll turn the corner to find it completely empty. And this is a residual haunting. Those memories still playing like a movie all these years later. So what's the takeaway here? Make as many memories as you can with your loved ones, your pets, because all of that laughter, fun, love, that also gets blasted into the world and we need a lot more of that. While we're on a happy train of thought, let's get into angels and spirit guides. Now, these are very, very special because you want them around. These are your protectors, your guides through life. I mean, hey, you could do life alone without guidance, but who would want to do that? So what is an angel? A guardian angel is a type of angel that is assigned to look after you and only you. You are their number one, protect you, help you. Basically, a guardian angel has got your back every second of every day. Do you ever feel all alone sometimes? Well, I hate to break it to you, but you're not. You always have your angel looking after you at all times, and they do not take vacations. The belief is that guardian angels serve to protect whichever person God has assigned them to look after, which is very beautiful. He gives you an angel that fits you perfectly. I have a question for you. Have you ever looked back on an experience that you got out of unscathed? A situation that could have become extremely dangerous? And you look back and think, how did I get out of that? Some say luck. I say you had your guardian angels looking out for you. A really amazing thing about angels is that babies and animals can see them because they are vibrationally open to them. Angels, babies, and animals all share a very natural connection, and angels comfort them both. So if you see your pets or babies staring at something across the room, pointing, they're looking at something but you can't see anything, it's very possible that an angel is standing in your corner. Angels are non-human, and their job is to help you avoid dangerous situations and ultimately achieve salvation. And whatever religion that you're a part of, chances are there's one form or another of this exact being, an angel. Next up, we have the spirit guides. A spirit guide is a non-physical being that is assigned to help you, a soul, attain your greatest potential on earth. Think of all of us here on Earth as undergraduates in the School of Life. A spirit guide is a tenured professor. They have mastered life lessons and they want you to win. I read that they are, quote, the champions of your causes, the menders of your heartaches, the compass when you're lost. Here are some signs that your angels and spirit guides are trying to communicate with you. First up, angel numbers. Do you feel like you see the same numbers everywhere? Let's say it's 333. It could be your total at the supermarket. Then you check the clock. Same numbers. Then a street sign. These are angel numbers, and they're trying to get your attention and communicate with you. It's believed that when you see these numbers, it's your spirit guides letting you know that you're right where you're supposed to be. So keep going. A symbol of you're on the right track, and we're right here with you. Other signs of spirit guides trying to speak with you are finding white feathers, having vivid dreams and visions, random and unexplained technological interferences, aka your phone starts really acting weird out of nowhere. Other signs are smelling a really nice, sweet scent out of nowhere, hearing a same musical lyric over and over again. Angels will also place coins in your path to let you know that if you have prayed for financial stability, 
abundance is on the way. Seeing dragonflies, butterflies, hummingbirds, these are all commonly associated with angels, and overall, that feeling that you're just being guided by something, those are your angels and your spirit guides. You also may get what they call the spiritual chills. Do you ever get that chill down your spine out of nowhere, and it's not even cold? Many believe that this is also an angel or a spirit guide. So you ask, Avery, what do I do if angels are communicating with me? Maybe you're sensing that they've been reaching out to you lately. Here's what to say. Thank you, angels, for revealing your presence and showering me with your never-ending love and support. And I also follow up with, please continue to stay with me and surround me always. Like I said, you want them around. Embrace them. Keep an eye out for signs of them. I know I feel so much better knowing they're there. The last phenomenon tied to angels and guides is seeing things in photos. You snap a picture one day, you check it out later, only to find something unexpected floating in the photo. Which brings us to our next topic, orbs. These are the most photographed specters of all. Orbs typically appear as blue, white, or shiny spheres, and true orbs will always move in an intentional way. Paranormal experts believe that orbs are the souls of people, maybe even animals, traveling from one place to another. Others believe that it's probably your angels and spirit guides. A good way to decipher what it is is to ask yourself, what do you feel that it is? Use your inner intuition and it'll tell you. And now a quick word from today's sponsors. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. We're back, and we're getting creepy now. We're talking shadow people. This is a type of paranormal activity that really remains unexplained for the most part. It's very mysterious, but millions have reported seeing them. They are different than ghosts. They are dark, shapeless masses with no discernible mouth, noses, or facial expressions. Some have reported seeing shadow figures with really unsettling eyes. They are inhuman-like figures, and they don't move like humans or a typical ghost. They seem to move with a speed, unlike anything else, these quick, darting movements. Like they're on an invisible track from one place to another. 
they can also move through walls. Most people see them out of their peripheral vision, almost as if they don't want you to see their full figure. They're hiding, but still there, watching. I think what makes them so eerie is that when people see them, they have this overwhelming sense of dread. There have been reports of seeing these shadow people doing strange, bizarre dances while staring at the floor. It's a real creepy little visual for you there. The two commonly spotted types are the hat man. This man or woman looks like they're wearing a 1930s fedora hat. The other that's been spotted is the hooded figure. So mediums who have encountered shadow people consider them to be non-human. They don't really know what they are. That brings us to our story that comes to us from Amanda. Amanda visited the Waverly Hill Sanatorium. I've covered that on TikTok, and it's one of the most notably haunted places in America. Some call it the most haunted. And Amanda had an experience with a shadow person that she will remember forever. She wrote, Hi there, my name is Amanda, and I have a weird ghost story that can't quite be explained away, and I'm a pretty big skeptic. My mom and I went to Waverly Hills Sanatorium back in 2014 to do a ghost tour at night. I was the only one in the group that was not creeped out, and I kept questioning the logic of what the tour guide was even saying. So when he said go down a hall where a bunch of shadow creatures were supposed to lurk, I immediately volunteered. He told me to go all the way down the hall in almost pitch darkness, turn around, and stretch my arms out as though I were balancing on something. I started walking back, and my mom called out, Amanda, hurry up, get back here now. The rest of the people were gasping nervously, and when I came back, the tour guide spookily asked if I had felt anything creepy. When I said no, he seemed disappointed. This is because everyone in the group saw a large shadow in the shape of a huge man following me down the hallway right behind me. There was nothing to explain it away. I was a little shocked because my mom, who is usually as skeptical as I am, was scared shitless and wanted me close to her side. I know this is weird to say, but once I got back home, everything got worse and worse in my life for years. And to this day, I still wonder if I took that creature home with me Due to the fact that my life was filled with such negativity, it was a serious concern of mine. This happened in 2014, and the negativity escalated to such a degree that four years later, I had a huge breakdown with terrifying hallucinations and delusions in 2018. The terrifying negativity finally disappeared at the end of 2019 when we moved. We've always lived in Michigan, and Waverly Hills is in Kentucky, but we finally moved out of the house where the negativity started five years earlier, and the eerie phenomenon didn't follow us an hour away, so that's a huge relief. I thank you, Amanda, for sharing your story because, wow, it does seem like from what she said, something perhaps did follow her back. Notably, she titled her email, Shadow Figures or No Joke. No joke at all. I'm just really glad that you're free now and feeling so much better. There seemed to be quite a darkness attached to whatever that figure was at Waverly Hills and those kinds of spirits not to be messed with. And that brings us to poltergeists, the most famous, most rare, and regarded as the most terrifying. Translated from German as noisy ghost, they are known for being malevolent, sometimes even dangerous. Reports of poltergeists date back to ancient Roman times. They can knock things over, make noise, and even manipulate the physical environment. They're known for loud knocking sounds, turning lights on and off, doors slamming, and even fires mysteriously breaking out. 
aka they're just troublemakers. These events usually start out slowly. People will report hearing a knock here and there. Next, items will be moved. From there, things begin to intensify. I mentioned that these spirits can become dangerous, and historically, they have. When a poltergeist activity escalates, furniture can slide across rooms, beds can shake, and even levitate. In these cases, the haunting will often, but not always, center around a female and her teen years. This individual may be in a stressful time of their life or recently experienced some kind of emotional turmoil. In general, they feed off that type of energy, kind of kick you when you're down, which really isn't fair at all. The activity is likely centered around that one person, and the poltergeist will feed on their energy, fears, anger, everything. And most times, the poltergeist will move on without warning, just disappear, as quickly as they appeared. Most people don't question why they left, they are just relieved that they're gone. This brings us to our story that comes to us from Daniel, and it really fits exactly what we're talking about. Daniel was in a period of transition in his life. He had just moved into a new home, and he found that he wasn't alone there. Daniel writes, After my divorce, I rented a small two-bedroom house and made a small bedroom playroom for my young son who was three years old. His room was just down the hallway, not far from mine. When my ex-wife would pick him up for our visitation, I would feel very anxious. And that's when it started. At night when I would be cooking dinner, I would hear movement in his room as if a child was playing. But I knew he was not home, so I tried to ignore it. This continued several nights, and I guess it was not very happy about being ignored because the noises became louder, shuffling and moving things about. I would go and peek in and notice things out of place or a book off the shelf. One evening, I was missing him dearly and wishing he was home, and it must have sensed it because the noises from his room became very loud. Thuds and scrapes. Irritated now, I put down my spatula and walked into his empty room, yelled, Just stop this, and looked around inside. Of course, no one was there. Quickly, I shut the door, thinking it was over. I walked back down the hall towards the kitchen when suddenly loud banging, like an adult fist came pounding at the back of the closed door. This was no hand of a little child. I finished off some wine with my dinner to settle my nerves and then walked into my bedroom, which was a bit too close to the playroom. As I lay there in my bed trying to sleep, I was looking out my open doorway into the dimly lit hallway when suddenly a tiny toy truck rolled in slow motion across the open doorway. When the lease was up, we moved out. I told the realtor about my experiences and she just looked at me like I was crazy. I swear this is a true account of what happened to me. Well, Daniel, I can say that I believe you and it isn't surprising to me at all that you experienced this at that point in your life. Like we touched on, these kinds of entities can really rear their ugly heads when we're going through a more challenging point in our life. And I gotta say... I am really glad that you got out of there when the lease was up. Wishing you all the best, Daniel. Another example of a poltergeist actually happened to my mom. She's been on the podcast, as you guys know, and we were staying at a historic hotel in Kentucky. The building we were in has been there since the 1800s, and the night of, my mom was in one bedroom, and I was in another across the hall. Around 2 a.m., my mom woke up to what felt like someone or something shoving her off the bed. Something really aggressively shoved her. And she told me all about it the next morning and was thoroughly creeped out. 
whoever this spirit was, was very hostile and aggressive. And the more that I've looked into poltergeists, the more I feel that that is exactly what it was. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And I've saved the worst type of haunting for last. And that is demonic activity. I say it's the worst kind because these types of hauntings are evil hateful in nature, and those being haunted may end up fighting for their souls. As a culture, God is all around us. We swear on Bibles before testifying in a court of law. There's churches everywhere. The Pledge of Allegiance ends with under God. But with that comes evil, the devil, and demons come straight from Satan. Demons are entities that have never had a mortal human form. They're pure energy entities, and they are horrific. When you hear about things getting so bad that an individual needs an exorcism, that's demonic. Scary enough, they have been seen and described in three ways. The first way is beautiful, magnetic, gorgeous, and they will manipulate a person to act for them and do horrible things for them. Secondly, we have the evil-looking demon I think most are accustomed to seeing, Some claim that they have seen these demons and they are just so heinous to look at. And many believe that they take this form to scare people. They know that we as humans would be afraid of something that looks like this and they use that against us. Finally, we have the demon that presents as black mist, black fog, black shadow, or smoke. In a lot of demonic hauntings, the occupants claim to be followed by a black mist or fog. These creatures are very strong and they don't mind showing it. There have been cases where people have been literally thrown into the air and attacked. Apparently, their main goal is to break down a person's free will in order to make way for possession. And this can take days, months, or years, but time is of no concern to them. They have a hatred for mankind that dates back to the days of God and Lucifer. They have lived for millennia and will be here long after we're gone, So I think the most important thing to understand is that though you may be able to get rid of these creatures from your home with religious provocation, you will never destroy them. They could go to the next place down the road if they choose, most likely because distance is not an issue for these creatures. They can go from Ireland to Texas on a thought. Demons are capable of changing form right in front of you from human to inhuman. They are neither male or female and can change to meet their needs. Sometimes they are called shadow devils, and people mostly see demons as black masses standing in doorways or near rooms. 
And that brings us to our demonic story. Comes to us from Taylor, and it's a chilling one. Taylor writes, My grandparents own, operate, and personally fund an orphan care in Malawi, Africa. The summer of 2013, I wanted to go with them and see what it was like. I was in between my junior and senior year of high school. My younger cousin came with us as well, and he's six years younger than me. My grandparents own a big house with lots of rooms so they can have missionaries come and stay at the house. And my cousin and I shared a room. My grandparents had already went to bed one night, and my cousin and I were just laying in bed talking. His bed was closer to the door. And out of nowhere, my cousin said, what is that? pointing at the door entrance and I couldn't see anything. Keep in mind that it was winter in Africa at the time, so it was already cold, but the room suddenly did get much colder than it was before. My cousin started praying, asking Jesus to cover him and his holy protection. I never saw anything, but all of a sudden it sounded like my cousin was being choked, gasping for air. I started screaming, praying at the top of my lungs, and started getting out of bed. As I was, I was pushed back into bed and started getting choked while my cousin was screaming, praying as I was gasping for air. It felt like hands were forcefully pushing me onto the bed, and the hands around my throat were squeezing. After what felt like minutes, it stopped, and the air in the room went back to normal. My cousin and I were in disbelief, shocked, confused. Our door was open and right beside our grandparents' room, their door was open as well. We went to tell them what happened and they told us that they never even heard us screaming. My cousin said what he saw in the door was a black figure with an evil face. Let's just say I never slept well another night the rest of the summer. Um, wow, Taylor. From what she's telling us, this does not sound like any type of friendly or residual haunting. This entity was there for harm. And from what she tells us about the fear, the choking, being shoved onto the bed, that is dark, dark energy. I gotta say, I wouldn't have lasted another night there. I gotta hand it to Taylor for being able to stay the entire summer. It also makes me wonder if anyone else has experienced anything in your grandparents' home. From how much power and how physical that entity got with Taylor and her cousin, I would not be surprised that this has been seen or felt before. But I do thank you for sharing, Taylor. That sounds absolutely terrifying. If there is ever an area, a place, a home that is known for demonic activity, people dabbling in Satanism, I don't mess with any of that. I will not go there, period. End of story. And I really urge you all to have that same mindset. If there is something dark or harmful in your home that's causing strife, I would suggest reaching out to a religious figure to have your home blessed. All in all, I could probably go on for another two to three hours. There is just so, so much to dive into in the supernatural realm. And if you all enjoyed this episode, I can always do a part two. So let me know. I have so many more stories that you all have sent in to me that I want to share and I'm going to share. So I have a feeling that a supernatural breakdown part two may be needed. Until next episode, I'm Avery Ross, and this is Avery After Dark. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.